We okay. can postpone. No, we'll just okay. Push through. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right, let's do this. Welcome to another episode. What do we say? We say welcome once again. I guess we say welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so that you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and this is darn good cast strength scotch, and (laughs) that's why we like you. I don't know if you're going to get to the last part. You did, though. I thought you... There's always time. You got it. On your feet. Been off for a while. Been gone for a while. uh, Nimble, you know? Yeah. No, thank you. Um... Yeah, it's a great episode. You know, it's been only two episodes away uh, from uh, when I, you know, took off for paternity leave, but I kind of missed it. You know, I kind of um, recording wise, it's needed... been like three weeks, four weeks. Uh, we did two the one week because I left for three Mexico. or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to look when I when we did it, but yeah. Either way, it's been too long, and I kind of just needed to get my therapy session in, um, and. Yeah, and that's the thing. And before I ask you how you're doing, Ravi, I will talk about me for a little bit. You do. Everybody's uh, wondering, how are you, man? No, yeah, exactly. I'm doing good. Uh, I got a new baby girl, and she is four pounds and three ounces-ish, and she is small but mighty. I love her so much. Her name is Gray Victoria, and I am just loving it. And this is kind of my last my last weekday of paternity leave this week. Next Monday, you know, when this episode comes out, I'll be back at work. So I've enjoyed a few weeks off, uh, but I've also um, figuring stuff out. To be honest, I, I remember the first, when, when Gray was born that week, I was not intentionally, uh, but unintentionally, my pharmacy sucks. And they were late in getting back one of my prescriptions. It took over a week for them to mm. get me my prescription. And that really threw off my chemistry. And like that was the week that Gray was born. <laughs> and that'll throw and off everything. Yeah, not a good time. And so I was thinking like, maybe it's just because I miss recording and I miss our therapy sessions. And that might have been part of it. But I also realized like, hey, my chemistry was way off. And I had, uh, I'm not afraid to share this. Um but I don't always get like super down. I get stressed. I get angry sometimes. But I also, one of the big symptoms I've started to realize that like is my chemistry is off. And I didn't always think this. I used to think maybe that's just who I am. But I, this is going to sound weird, but I, I deal with suicidal thoughts a lot. Um, and especially when my chemistry is off. And I kind of just put it together of like, well, I'm not sad, but I have these thoughts. Um, and I, you know, I share this and I hope I won't get like involuntary committed by John Hughes or something like that. (laughs) Um, but I share this because I, I started to realize that like when, when like drug companies say like side effects are suicidal thoughts that kind of just hit me of like, it, it doesn't say like, you're so sad that you want to kill yourself. It's like, no, no, you just have suicidal thoughts. And it's very interesting. It's like it's like a, a very special side effect or potentially a withdrawal effect uh, of certain drugs. And I started to realize that like, okay, I need to be very careful with this. Because yeah. yes, most of the time, I will not plan to act on those suicidal thoughts. Uh, but sometimes I, I, what's the word? Um, I 
think about it a little more than I ruminate should. Ruminate a little bit more. Ruminate, yeah. yeah. And like and like let it linger. Um and think about the other side a little too much. And you know, I I would I'm not a, I'm not I'm not against death. I, I welcome it, you know, uh when that day comes. But I, I don't want to welcome it too much, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, that's kind of one of the things. But luckily, since over the past week and a half, probably I've been good. My chemistry is good. back on track. The prescription kind of came through and we're back on track and that's all good. And I don't like I like that one guy is gonna be like, what a depressive episode. No, it's not depressive, it's suicidal episode. <laughs> and so um and yeah but anyway um that guy can suck an egg or whatever we used to say um but we keep it real here and i know robbie you're having a hard day yeah hard kind of yeah and you don't have to go far fully into it but i know maybe it will become a depressive episode um but i i'm on your i'm on your pace on this robbie so no, uh, I, how are you doing i know you've had summer break i know you had even a yellowstone trip with your daughters recently but mm-hmm. tell me what's going on with you yeah no it's you know went to yellowstone this week it was great we took mm-hmm. my uh, father-in-law's got a mercedes sprinter that we borrowed yeah. and uh it was it was tricky cuz finley and amara were like all about it they wanted to go see stuff and do stuff juniper was a yeah. little more reluctant juniper is the mommy okay. girl too so yeah. it was a little tricky and i felt okay. like I, our first morning there was a little lackluster it was hard to like totally. because it was one of those things where like well Junie didn't want to go so it's like oh. chelsea wasn't there so it was like well i guess we're not going to go do this and then we stopped at one like the lower falls kind of a thing and yeah. I was like, it's short it was like Mara's like, well, can I just take Juniper or just take Finley? And I was like, yeah, I'll stay here with Junie. And so they went yeah. and got, and it was, it was pretty sweet. Like Mara and Finley really enjoyed seeing everything. And then the at the oh, evening, great. I was able to get Juniper out of the van. Like we stopped at like nice. the mud volcano and she nice. didn't want to go. So her and Mara stayed in the van. Okay. In the van. Actually, no, she was in the van by herself, but I could see the van from where we were at yeah. the entire time we were apart. Yeah. And uh, this buffalo comes like right down the hill in front of us, like nice. by the boardwalk there. And he's standing by the uh-huh. thing. I'm like, um, Juniper's going to want to see this. And then yeah. there was also a deceased buffalo that died over Ooh. the winter close by. So Mara went back and Juniper's like, I got to see the dead buffalo. Yeah, yeah so, you got it. It was pretty good. So we we kind of yeah. salvaged stuff and it was it turned out to be a good trip. And then uh, mm-hmm. um, got home and just been uh, things have come to light that I really need to work on on myself. Mm-hmm and there i'm yeah you know and it's it's hitting me hard and just kind of you know facing the weight of some decisions that were poor and you know i i upset people and Mm -hmm. i uh it hurts it hurts when you upset people you love and it was a willful decision and you just didn't necessarily cared about the consequences kind of a thing yeah at the time or understand what the consequences would be so i'm in a little yeah. bit of a rut like i i so Bigger close to being like I, I can't record i don't know when i'm gonna ever want to record again like mm-hmm. so I, that's kind of where my heart's at so i'm a little it's a little yeah. today um but i do find it interesting that you mentioned just suicidal thoughts because that's something that's been one of my issues like i'll, I'll get there sometimes too yeah you know? i have since i was a kid like i've yeah. always i don't know yeah, wrong, and I'll go through man. my highs and lows, or like low frequency and high frequency. But I always have them. But mm-hmm. I'm sure it's same similar with you. It's Dude. like 
Yeah, it makes me feel better knowing, worse. hearing you say that, but because I always mm-hmm. feel like, man, like I've always, I just like something's wrong with me, man. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm different and I'm weird, but I, you know, I appreciate yeah. you sharing that. So yeah. I feel a little less. Maybe you're just a couple of weirdos. We're Birds just of a the whiskey suicides. Here <laughs> <laughs> we are. We used to be the whiskey senses, but it got a little dark. You know what I'm saying? It's, so it's, hey, I will say this, listeners, um, you're not alone if you're feeling this kind of thing. And I, I am happy to say this because normally I don't want to do a, what do you call it? Like a public service announcement. But I'll tell you this. If you're dealing with what we're dealing with, Robbie and I are getting help as much as we can. Yeah. And if you're not, I would definitely reach out to someone, even a friend, uh, and say, hey, here's what I'm going through. I thought it was just me, but I know it's maybe a symptom of something deeper. I don't know. But like, I will say this, all you listeners out there, we want you to live your last day on the day that that last day is going to be not by your own hand. And uh, we care about you guys. And if you're feeling suicidal thoughts, suicidal ideations, get help. And and just know you're not in there alone. And I hope that helps to feel that you're not there by yourself. So anyway, that was well said, Cole. Public service announcement. That is that. So anyway, I missed I missed hanging out with you. I, um, yeah. How anything yeah. else going on? I mean, you, you like you just uh, stuck in the all day, holding the baby. No, or? So okay, so that's the thing. I'll tell you what, man. Um, I get cabin fever like none other. I know you're a homebody and you can just soak in the the home and stay there and enjoy that. But I sometimes, multiple times a day, need to leave the house. Like especially, like even if it's just to the grocery store for one item, I will happily leave. And just make it happen and just be like, all right, I'm going to get the coffee at the, you know, grocery store or even at Starbucks or whatever, but not caffeinated. But anyway, um, so I kind of had to um, balance that, especially because we were in the, so Beck, or not Beck, Gray was born on uh, June 29th, or, I'm sorry, June 28th. No, no, it was the 29th. 29th. She was born on the 29th, everyone. Everyone, no one told my wife she was born on the 29th. Anyway, it's tricky. We, we were have there. more than one kid and more dates and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, she was born on a Thursday morning. Oh, here's the funny story. I don't think I've told you this, Robbie. Well, I probably haven't. So, okay. Mm, so, check this out. Here's we go in Wednesday night, and Heather has to get some prep, basically. And she has mm-hmm. to spend the night because she was going to be induced on Thursday morning. And mm-hmm. so we talked to the nurses and Beck needs to go to daycare the next day. And so, and we could have worked it out, but we're like, okay, let's ask the nurse, what is the chance that this baby's born before I am able to take Beck to the daycare? So I was like, maybe like eight or 9 a.m. At nine at the latest, what is the chance that this baby's born? And they're like, oh, it's almost completely unlikely. And so I'm like, sweet, <laughs> I will spend the night at home with Beck and then I'll take Beck to, to daycare and then her... Uh, Beck's grandparents, my my wife's uh, parents, will pick her up after daycare and take care of her while I'm at the hospital with hopefully my new daughter. And so, uh, yeah, so they're like very low chance, like like it's almost out of the range of possibility uh, because we're going to induce some point in the early morning, but it'll take hours before it really takes effect. So I'm like, sweet, done, let's make it happen. So I take Beck home. Uh, I wake up every morning, weekend or weekdays, typically at 5.15 a.m. 
get some time to myself. First thing I do is usually do push-ups and sit-ups, either one, either or. Uh, and then I will take a shower and then I will have some time to myself, time to read, time to even pray. Love that time in the morning. But anyway, that's my typical morning. Mm -hmm. So I decide at 5.15 on Thursday morning that I will, I will forego the push-ups this morning because it's going to be a crazy day. I don't even know why I fully was like, why I shouldn't do it today. But I was like, I'm going to skip the workout today. And I hopped right in the shower and I get out of the shower. And I, but, but that night, like I set my phone volume to like high. And apparently I didn't fully do that. Even though the volume was there, <laughs> it wasn't like full volume. So anyway, I get out of the shower put on uh don't even i didn't even put on clothes i think i like put some beard oil in basically and put on deodorant leave the bathroom and see that there is 12 missed calls on my phone at like it's about oh, i don't no. know 5 30 in the morning at that point and i see 12 missed calls and then at the moment i get out my mother-in-law is calling me and i pick it up and like hey everything all right and she says get to the hospital immediately and that's all she says <laughs> Good news? No. Bad news? No. You just, That's oh, all she man. says. And so basically we work it out. We're, we're Heather, like very quickly, very quickly. Heather's sister um, lives five minutes away. So she picked up Beck and waited, basically was able to take her to daycare. And I booked it to the hospital, which was 25 minutes drive away because we went to the nicer one in town because we planned it. And it wasn't like we needed to go to the closest one. Anyway, so... I am freaking out on the inside and like trying to be positive with Beck and be like, we got to wake up. Everything's okay. Mommy's okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm like freaking out uh, thinking potentially like, I don't, I hate to say this, but I was like, my wife might not be okay. Like she might be in a barrier. Like you think of the, the things that can go wrong with pregnancy. And I was planning for the worst. Anyway, I, um, go to the hospital, book it into the hospital, like literally out of breath by the time I get to the room and I see Heather is holding gray. And I'm like, thank God. Oh. <laughs> just, I'm just feeling so good because that's all I had. I just didn't know what was going on. I just, and then I was able to like check the voicemails later. And basically I'd missed her birth by 15 minutes. Oh. She was born on my way to the hospital but I didn't even care. I was like, my wife and baby are okay. And so that was the good news. Uh, but it was kind of a funny story how it kind of like came together. Um, but um, yeah, so that was fun. And then also in the meantime, I won a, a bottle on the ABC lottery. Nice. I won a Weller uh, single barrel, which is like one of the most rare outside of William LaRue, basically. Uh, it's a once a year Sweet. drop uh, from the company. So I might hold on to it and might trade it because uh, I'm really trying to trade up. I might add another bottle to that. And I'm really trying to trade up for an Eagle Rare 17. So, um, nice. yeah, so that's that. Um, what do you say? You got anything else to say before we move it over to our history segment? No, man, let's take a quick break. Let's do it. Let's head over to break. We'll be right back after this quick walk. And we're back. Oh, we're back. We're back. All right. 
And so I really want to get quick shout outs. Uh, first of all, Dramhound, uh, Dramhound on Patreon, upped his Patreon giving to the Chill Filtered Flask tier. And we are so appreciative of Dramhound. And Dramhound is the best. And so is that sweet Dram pup of his, Willow. So shout out to Willow, as Dream always. Um, shout out to, yeah, that's right. Uh, shout out to all the listeners who reached out, said congrats, all those nice things. They said, we appreciate you. And um, yeah, that's all I got for shout outs and notes to get to. Uh, also a shout out to Justin from The Smoked Oak on uh, Instagram. He is who provided the sample we're drinking today of Penelope uh, Toasted Barrel Strength. It was a barrel pick. Uh, so this is not, I mean, this is our first Penelope whiskey on the podcast. In fact, we have recently been talking about Penelope when they recently got bought out. Um, and it's funny when we mentioned that we have not done um, Penelope yet. The funny thing is a lot of people reached out and they're like, you need to try Penelope. <laughs> so I'm really excited about this episode. I'm really excited about tasting uh, Penelope because uh actually another shout out quick shout out to at least uh john hughes who sent us like five or six like penelope samples as well as uh you know what was shown last week's episode of the uh, jim beam decanter from like 1969 nice um <laughs> and so uh yeah a lot of people were like you really got to try penelope and i just didn't even know so thanks for enter er educating us uh, but we'll educate ourselves when we drink it so uh thanks for sending that out as well um justin and john so um there will be some cool history it's it's kind of base level uh first episode we're doing on penelope so anyway penelope is a uh bourbon is kind of the company and it's a newer american whiskey company known for exceptionally sourced bourbon products uh the company but you might not be able to say you're sourced anymore but we'll figure that out um, the company was founded by a guy named Mike Palladini and his friend Danny Pol Police, uh, P-O-L-I-S-E, in 2018. So only like five years ago. Uh, and, and that's based out of Roselle, New Jersey. Uh, the founders, very young guys. They look like our age, somewhere between me and you, Robbie. And uh, <laughs> very young guys, at least by the pictures that I see. Um, they were friends since childhood, shared a passion for bourbon, and uh, set out to create their own brand that embodied their love for bourbon. Uh, and like most small whiskey companies, uh, they sourced. And that was kind of their thing. They, they, I don't even think they uh, decided to make their own at all from what I saw. <clears throat> and they don't need to at this point because they got bought out um, by the company they sourced from, basically. So we'll get to that. Um but the name Penelope was chosen as a tribute to Danny, uh, pol police, police, pol police, I don't know, Danny's <laughs> daughter. And it basically represented family values as an idea of passing down traditions. His daughter at the time when the company came out was upcoming to be born uh, and her name was Penelope. So they named it after her uh, committed to producing high quality, small batch bourbon uh, using traditional techniques and premium ingredients that are not their own ingredients. Um, and all their distillate comes from MGP in Indiana, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Uh, the company places a strong emphasis on the blending process, uh, meticulously combining various aged bourbons to create what I would consider a harmonious profile, uh, and complex flavor. So anyway, um, 
the company's core series is made up of four uh, bourbons. There's their Penelope Four Grain bourbon. They have a Architect bourbon, uh, a Barrel Strength, and a Toasted bourbon, uh, which have all garnered critical acclaim and awards in the whiskey industry. Uh, in addition to their flagship bourbon, um, Penelope offers uh, bourbons. Uh, Penelope offers limited edition releases, a lot of barrel picks, and some crazy cask finishes, such as rosé cask finishes, uh, which is one of the ones that John Hughes sent us, a rosé cask finish one. Uh, Exploring unique flavors, uh, finishes to create, uh, to cater to whiskey connoisseurs' tastes. tastes. Anyway, (laughs) I'm reading off of what I wrote. I never printed it out today, so I got to like scroll down. But anyway, uh, Penelope Bourbon has expanded its distribution to multiple states. So I haven't seen it in Virginia yet, but it's definitely expanding. Uh, Apparently, the company is committed to uh, sustainability and definitely takes advantage of eco-friendly practices in their production processes. Um, Somewhat strong social media presence. We'll have to start following them and see what they got. But um, recently, they got bought out by Luxco. Luxco was owned by MGPI or MGP or MGP Ingredients or Ross and Squibb. Um, And is really that's really saying something because if Penelope is buying barrels from MGP and they do such a good job with them that MGP is buying them back and saying, whatever you're making, we just want to sell that now. Uh, that's, that's a big deal for a five-year-old company. So kudos to um, Penelope for being that. That's about all the history I got on. Um, oh, we got a doorbell. Who's at my doorbell? Anyway, uh, <laughs> did you hear that? No, I couldn't hear it. Okay, yeah. Maybe our listeners will. But um, So uh, this is from Justin. And Justin wrote a few notes on this specific barrel pick. So I'll read them real quick. He said, this one is a toasted barrel, barrel strength. Um, oh, I already wrote it down on the page now that I think about it. But uh, so check him out, Smoke Oak on Instagram. But he got this uh, from a certain store. We'll get into that. But you normally don't see a barrel strength toasted uh, variety from, from Penelope. So this is a special release. This is very barrel pick right here. Uh, and they're normally the toasted varieties are at 100 proof. Uh, but this one is a 111 proof in this case. And uh, normally it is a typical three grain. Normally uh, the toasted variety is 74% corn, 21% wheat, and 5% malted barley. But in this case, apparently this one is a four grain uh, uh, mash bill, uh, which is 75% corn, 15% wheat, 7% rye, and 3% malted barley. Uh, so this is not your, this is a one off for penelope so if you're like if we give this a really bad review uh don't expect that to be the case for all of their standard or non-standard products so uh four years aged uh, and then finished in a char three toasted new barrel and i believe they're typical this is another off one off uh, i believe their typical char is a five for their toasted finished like re-barreled basically um I think they're, they're toasted typically or chars of five. So, but uh, four years old char three for their new barrel. They're, they're like reused or not the reused. They're secondary fill. Uh, this is batch three, six, five, eight from a store called liquors at the lake. Uh, and the title of this barrel pick is Lake chicken and rice. Don't know why, but another huge shout out to Justin uh, from the smoked Oak uh, on Instagram. Uh, he didn't mention the bottle price, uh, but here's an idea maybe of where it was at. Uh, n- their normal toasted release is $70 a bottle. 
and their barrel strength is about 65 a bottle. So maybe somewhere between 60 and 80 is where he got this one, the toasted uh, barrel strength. So uh, with that, uh, let's let's crack into it. Uh, did Justin send you some um, liquid ministry bottles for yours? Yeah, I got a liquid ministry. Yeah, what a baller. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> there we go. And it got a nice uh, electrical tape on it to make sure it's protected. So we love you, Justin. Mm. Thanks for, uh, he's, he's a late joiner in terms of like a big fan, but he is a big fan and we love him. So absolutely. Yeah. So um, there is some heat on this. Oh, it's really? nice and appley. It's got a little bit of like a rice to it, too. Wow. That's got a great nose. Like, like this, like those rice spices, like maybe lean more to like a cinnamon, but with like a mint to it. There's a little bit of minty underneath mm. it. Yeah. Hmm. It's got a, uh, it's a really nice nose. I think there's a lot yeah. going on here for sure. Okay, hear me out. I'm not talking apricots. I'm talking peaches. Light, fresh peaches. Like a white peach. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Exactly. And not like peachios. Like fresh white peaches. I I can see it. Um, really nice nose. It's I mean, there's a lot going on there. It's not just like it's a bourbon, right? Like mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. Yeah, very sweet, very brightly sweet. Not like mm -hmm. a brown sugary sweet, which might be like a darker sweet. This is a bright sweet here. Yeah, I love the nose. Ooh, what do you think? You just sipped. Yeah, no, the, the just like the nose. There's a lot going on on this palate. Like it's wow. First, I got kind of like a little bit at the very beginning, some medicinal kind of like this could go bitter, and then all of a sudden, it just like popped into this bright toasted corn kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like I, I am getting a little bit of like menthol, minty kind of finish, uh -huh. but I mean, there's a lot. I mean, then that was just there's like, a lot going on, and I, I didn't really have time to uh figure out what was going on because Cole was kind of done talking. So I had to stop thinking about it. So I'm going <laughs> to oh, go for good. my second sip here. What do you yeah, get? you go for your second sip. I'll talk a little bit about what I got. It is pretty complex. I wouldn't say you're getting waves of flavor. You might be getting one or two, uh, but there's just a lot of notes that you can draw from this. I got a, a beautiful oakiness that made me think maybe this is what's going on with that secondary fill of the barrel of a new barrel. Um, it's not over oaked at all. Uh, really pleasant um, sweetness. The Oak is, is working well with the fruity notes I'm getting. It's not your typical like Buffalo trace Nashville number one or two, where you're getting like just baking apples or really nice fresh apples or mm -hmm. green apples. It's just a fruitiness that is bright. It's almost like a fruit juice. Uh, as opposed to just apples. Uh, let me let me go for that again. I'm not clarifying. I'm not that. quite with you. So my second sip definitely different than my first. I didn't have an entry mm -hmm. buzz, so maybe that's affecting it a little bit. Um, but it does kind of like it starts one way, and then it, like this time the like the boom of like malty like not malty uh, toasted corn came towards the yeah. end. Mm -hmm. But really overall, I have this nice lingering menthol kind of a finish with a light sweetness to it like it is mm -hmm. i don't know this is it's interesting for sure like this is yeah um it's not bad and i don't know yeah. like I'm not quite 
even in the realm of like scoring yet, but this is yeah. interesting for sure. Like it is definitely. Yeah, the like, second sip was different. Yeah. I got a finish on the second sip that was, can't say it was bad, but it wasn't as good as the first sip. Um, it lingers. It kind of darkens a little bit. I, 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 I'll try to put my finger on it uh, in terms of like clarifying what I mean by that, but it kind of just like darkens a little bit. Um, the oak... It's it's like I said, it's not over oaked, but the oak takes over a little more at the finish. Okay. Um but this is different. I, I gotta say there's nothing I've tasted that is just like this. Yeah, for sure. Um and back to what you're saying about oak the first time around. I think it is like really well oaked. Like it, it's there, mm. but it's not like I mean, there's so much other stuff. Maybe it is very prominent, but everything else is very prominent. There's just so much going on there that mm-hmm. I don't know. Drop some water. Okay. It uh, brings out the oak in the nose a little bit more. Um, strangely, I'm like not getting more heat like you sometimes get with the water drop. Uh huh. Um, light sweetness, a little more muted, but not bad on the nose. <laughs> ah, sorry, <laughs> I had something in my throat, and then I sniffed right in. It didn't help. Um, yeah, for the nose, for me, it didn't improve it with some water. Getting oak front and center, but not over oaked. But oak is taking over in terms of the nose notes I'm getting. So, not as much that white peach or anything like that. I'm not getting that sweetness. at all now. Yeah, there's a lot less sweetness for sure. All right, first sip with the water. Mm-hmm. It was kind of dead. A little bit of that mintiness, not a lot of sweetness, and then it got like the one thing I will say, like similar to the first neat, I keep it all of a sudden it's like, like it just grows in warmth. Um, this time it's, it's more oaky. Like I think the oak on it is too mm-hmm. prominent. There's yeah. less sweet. It gets kind of more like, it's not medicinal, but it kind of heads that bitter medicinal side of things. Yeah. It's just not yeah. as sweet with water. I, to be honest, I don't love it. I wouldn't, put this on i wouldn't go out and buy it if it were just this uh, with yes. the with the water um yeah. especially for the price whatever uh, proof we it, hit it, that was not it not it yeah yeah uh, a few drops of water did not improve this uh i really i really did enjoy the the neat pour but i i don't love the ice i mean the water pour because it bittered slightly it didn't get like super bitter but it just it was too bitey uh, on the alcohol and it reminded me of um it reminded me of like a bad elijah craig barrel proof okay there, i mean some people will say there's no bad elijah craig barrel proofs but there are ones that are worse than others and this reminds me of one that was just too bitey on the alcohol vapors and stuff so i'm gonna take one more sip of the water pour hmm i'm a little worried about my notes right now as i grabbed my ice mm-hmm. i got like soap notes uh, like maybe i got some soap notes a soapy cup that was in it did your girl squirt or squish soap into the uh ice tray maybe yeah no didn't get it that time so i don't know <laughs> i did it like or maybe like you know how sometimes like you don't rinse is rinse the cup or your hand well enough after you yeah, wash yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It was like that kind of soapiness. So, okay. um, nose wise, I get a little bit of oak. better than or water. Yeah, I get a little bit of oak. It's not super sweet or anything else. I'm just light oakiness. It's about all I'm getting on the nose. Mm-hmm. I'm going for a sip of here. So far, I just sip the ice pour. So far, better than the water pour, but not even close to the neat pour. Um, it's got a bitterness, uh, but it's got a sweetness too. Like it starts sweet and then kind of has this weird bitter finish. Um, you're not getting that. You're getting a little bit of those fruity notes that I'm talking about, but they're enveloped in the bitter. Mm-hmm. Um, don't dig it with ice. Uh, I'm actually going to pour a little bit of this back in my neat glass uh, to get a better feeling of it before I give it a rating. But I'm going to take one more sip of the ice pour. I will say, ice-wise, yeah. I don't, And I don't know if it was... I, I do get a little soapiness, mm. which typically that's a note Cole gets. I don't usually get that. So I think I'm a little thrown off. It wasn't... Um, it was kind of more on the bitter side. So maybe it wasn't a unwashed or a squirt into the ice machine. Yeah. Um, but it was more, a little bit more on that medicinal side. Kind of. Yeah. In there. I will say the thing I like about this a lot is that heat mm-hmm. still kind of blooms. Also, like it's not there. Then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, Oh, here yeah. I am. Um, this is an interesting bottle for sure. It's got a lot going yeah. on. It is complicated in every facet. Like it really is nice. Like nose yeah. is nice. Uh, especially neat palette was awesome is like even first sip to second sip is like oh i'm getting a little bit different so it's unique yeah you got your you formulating an idea to your rating i'm gonna take one more sip of the neat pour real quick all right i'll go first then mm-hmm. i'm gonna give this an 8.9 it doesn't hit on notes that i'm really like wow this is like t- flavor wise but i do like like i said it is complicated there's a lot going on this is one of those ones where you want to bring it to a you know a whiskey party where people actually want to sit and talk and get go through profiles and kind of what they're getting because there's a lot going mm-hmm. on um this yeah. is one that's going to be horseshoes and hand grenades man you're gonna someone's gonna I say something it. like i didn't see that but now i can see where you're going with it because it is all over the place with some nice. flavors so i'm going 8.9 what do you got Cole? i love it i'm gonna go a little less okay i respect what they're doing uh, and like we said, this is kind of a one-off, uh, but I'm going to go at 8.7 here. I like it, okay. uh, especially neat. I, I, I wasn't really impressed with the water ice pour, but I'd like to think they intended it neat. Uh, so I'm going to just base it off of that. Uh, I really dig the fruitiness. I really dig the, the brightness of it with the neat pour. Uh, I think it is a good proof. I think the oak is beautifully done with the fruitiness, um, but it didn't blow my mind but it was up there so that's why i give it 8.7 it was close to that nine range uh i am intrigued to try more from penelope uh especially one of their like we got two batches or two uh builds of their architects uh and we got a few like we have their rosé and their they have another one that's uh aged in like japanese oak or something like that um so i am intrigued to try more Absolutely. Uh, but 8.7 is my rating on this one. So Shower's uh, good. Yeah, now that we've talked about ratings, uh, are you prepared, Robbie, for the next segment of the show that we Let's like to go. call a Whiskey World News? Let's do it. All 
And we're back. Part of the show where we read an article, we talk about it, and write it, go and read it. Here it goes. And this one comes from The Tasting Table, written by Michelle ah. Welsh, entitled, How a Whiskey Glaze Can Elevate Your Bread Recipes. Reaching for booze may not be your first instinct when placing bread in the oven, but you may want to consider swiping your next carby creations with a splash of liquid gold. Chefs have been washing crusts with whiskey to add flavor and texture to soda bread. Aaron Spiros... Spice bread, cinnamon uh-huh. pull-apart bread, and hearty loaves of sourdough. Yes, the ingredients help make better tasting bread might be hiding in a bottle. And it's time to get on the whiskey washing bandwagon. Hey, the whiskey wash. Hey, Marchetti. Nino Marchetti. Nino uh, Kilgore. <laughs> whiskey and bread are made using similar ingredients, wheat, barley, and rye. Just ask Chef Mark Donald, who is in charge of the Michelin-starred restaurant inside Scotland's oldest whiskey distillery. Nice. And crowns bread with ingredients found at the distillery. As told at to the tasting table, Donald heats malted barley water, a process similar to the way in which whiskey is made, until the liquid forms a molasses-like syrup. After mixing the reduction with butter and beer, Donald swipes the wash into the crust of the loaves of bread to crystallize and create a crunchy exterior. Irish spice bread is made in a similar fashion, yet the combination of butter, vanilla, powdered sugar, and Irish whiskey that is piped onto the baking bread results in a bread treat, breaded treat sweet enough to be confused with cake. Baking loaves of whiskey can invite new aromas in the familiar bread recipes, and notes of smoke, herbs, and honey can enliven crust. Some chefs pour whiskey directly into the dough, aiming to make whiskey-infused slices that are perfect for toasted cheese sandwiches and to serve with scrambled eggs and avocado mash. For those enjoying sweeter pieces of bread, whiskey glaze can complement cinnamon sugar recipes. Think of fluffy cinnamon rolls diggled with glasses. Uh, Drizzled with glaze is made from powdered sugar, whiskey, and cream, a perfect recipe to offer for boozy brunches. Soda bread can be upgraded with whiskey washes. Simply whisk equal parts whiskey and milk and brush loaves before baking. Uh, Last thing it says here, when making your washes, opt for fuller, rounder whiskeys or experiment with independent labels to impart unique flavors in your baked goods. If you're worried about serving besotted loaves guests rest assured that a good portion of alcohol will be cooked out of your bread leaving only subtle taste behind as an added baking bonus whiskey that isn't used in your recipes can be served as a dram later on beer bread take a seat whiskey bread is here to play any thoughts there cole no i do i think uh you know it's very interesting thing when they mention that like they come from the same ingredients the yeast grain water that's about it you know, bread and whiskey. And I thought about it when you were talking. I was like, man, I wonder how bread would taste if we glazed it with red breast 12 cast strength. I'm like, probably fantastic. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I think I you know, you you mentioned in our break time that this might be a stretch of an article, but I think this is actually a great article because Perfect. we don't think about that often of like that you know, whiskey could be used in a way that is not just drinking, but enjoying food as well and baking, especially. Uh, I'm intrigued. I got to start looking up some recipes that I can glaze Irish whiskey onto my um, baking, like like bread and stuff like that. So I don't know. What do you think? Uh, similar. I think it's kind of cool. It's something I hadn't thought of. And, you know, next time we do a loaf of bread, I might just give this a shot. I don't um, know. It's interesting. I like the way it goes. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be like a sweeter bread, though. That's what I would say. You don't want it would... on like a sourdough or something. Well, they said you could you do it on your sourdough. Okay. I don't know. Try it maybe. maybe. But sometimes, well, sometimes a little sweet and sour is all right. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So, 
No, I was intrigued by that. I, you know, you don't think about that Price often. Price check on Vagiclean. She's What's cooking. A, she's got a bun in the oven and smells like she's cooking sourdough. Oh, me, myself, and Irene. I watched that. Uh, you know, day. I've only seen the beginning of that movie where um, Drew or Jim Carrey has like three sons and they're all black. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really funny. It is. It is a hilarious movie. I'll check it out. I was watching like some outtakes from it or like behind the scenes uh-huh. thing. The yeah. Part was like, all right, kisses. And like he totally improvised that part. And the first like usually the guy got kind of hesitate and go in. And the uh-huh. other guys have to do it. It was pretty awesome. I don't know. Um, speaking of uh, what do you call it? Like um, pop culture. Mm-hmm. Pop culture. I got to see uh, Future Islands on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. How was that? Yeah. And it was fantastic. Uh, I was like telling the guy that came with me, who's like a somewhat, somewhat fan of um, Future Islands. Like he had, he had seen them before and had appreciated them through seeing them before. Mm-hmm. Probably wasn't as big a fan as I am, but still I was like, I really hope they play these three songs. And they played those three songs. Nice. And some of them weren't That's like the top songs. So I was like, Really excited. Uh, the dude, uh, some people who know Future Islands, like Jason Preston, for example, uh, knows that um, the singer, his name's Samuel T. Herring, is very special when it comes to dancing when it when he sings. And like he gets into it. Worth looking up if you're interested. Ask me about it if you're extra interested. I'll show you a video. Um, but very fun concert and one of the, okay. So there's concerts, there's good concerts, and then there's good concerts with really energetic crowds. And that was that concert, very energetic crowd. Actually, some of the biggest encore chants, uh, that I've ever seen in a concert and even including like, like stadium concerts, like they were begging for them to come back to the stage when they ended. Um, and I was I was here for it. So anyway, it was good. Yeah, I think I don't know the whole like cheer for the encore. Yeah, is, I think the band just needs to say here here we're putting a decimeter out here. When yeah. it hits this decibel level, we'll, we'll come head out. right back out. <laughs> and it's more so it's less of like come on, come on. Please. Although I will say like um, there's some bands like what we saw uh, churches where they okay. kind of do like. The lead singer does like a wardrobe change and like it okay. kind of is like an artistic thing that comes yeah. back out. So I can understand like you just need a little time to like take a quick yeah. pee and stuff like that. But like just if say you've that got a chant loud enough. It it is a little bit of a what's the word like? It's just a trope that you're or... like always like yeah, yeah. come on. <laughs> like yeah. do I really got a chip? Yeah. I mean I yeah, guess it's like we really want you back. We back. want at least one or two more songs. Or just be like hey right. hey we got to go take a piss. Yeah, give us five minutes and if you hit. <laughs> this does Speaking of which, play two extra um, the when we got there the venue it's very hot right now in richmond virginia and they came mm. to richmond um and for the up until like five minutes before the main act came on future islands uh the ac finally kicked in and it oh. wasn't on and i was like expecting the whole concert to be ac-less um and That's it was rough, rough. Up until that point, like I was, I already had a few, like I had a patch of on my shirt of just sweat. Um, but trench of swampy goodness, exactly. And I was wearing full out jeans, so you never know. Uh, <laughs> but the lead singer was soaked like I first bet. his shirt and then his jeans were just soaked. 
he did this move one time because I said he's into dancing and all that. He did this move where he slid on his chest across the stage on his wet, sweaty shirt. Um, oh, it was great. It was a great concert. So anyway, when we went to Mexico, we landed in Dallas, and the okay. air conditioner was not on, and like oh, we wow. had like all of our bags and the girl like girls carrying them. Like I was like, this is awful. In the airport, it was no. In the airport, yeah. I'm like, Ooh, I expect like I, you kind move. of expect that when you land. Yeah. In like Mexico or Ethiopia yeah. and like places like that that I've been to where I'm I'm like yeah did not expect it in Dallas yeah no. so it must it was have been crazy an issue but anyway. it was nuts so apparently you've got a what was going to choose for me I do and don't know anything about last week because I have been taking my time off from yeah. posting he those. was in Yellowstone people That's sorry uh this week kind of based on yeah. our article what is your favorite food and whiskey pairing. Oh, so if you're gonna have this a, a really and add question. some whiskey to it, or even use it in the cook, if it's whether it's adding a wash to your bread, or putting a flam a whiskey flambe on your favorite pork chops and applesauce. If you're okay. gonna do whiskey and food, what's it gonna be? Cool. It's got to be sweet for me. At least the most enjoyable would be something sweet. Uh, I thought about like maybe like some wheat. Like really nice uh, wheat bread, like almost like a like a sweeter wheat bread. Uh, but then I'm like, you know what? I think the best thing you can drink a good or uh, eat, eat to enjoy with a good bourbon, especially, is um, apple pie. So apple pie and Stag Junior. I think Stag Junior has enough appley notes at a high proof to enjoy. Uh, and and even like draw together those kind of sweet notes. Um yeah, so you're drinking pie, stag stag with your apple pie. Yes, that's correct. I like that. That'll work. That's different yeah. than I thought the question was going. Oh, you were so work. you're saying like food like that had food infused whiskey. Yes, yeah, so you don't have to like so that you can your answer definitely works because okay, that's cool. food in the whiskey. And I think that's a great okay. pairing. If you want to stay with that, you can. Yeah, I'll say add a little like add a little swig to the to the uh to the like the macerated apples as well. There you go. There you go. I don't think that would hurt at all. Nah. Uh, actually, that, like post cooked apple pie, drop a little whiskey on there, put some whiskey Enough in a spray said. bottle, just ooh, mist it Give up, it a wash, mm-hmm. do that. I like that. Yeah. I'm going sweet as well. I uh-huh. love Buffalo Trace bourbon cream. Totally, with a little bit of vanilla ice cream. It is so oh. delicious. It is yeah. so delicious. And I just so. drizzle some on that. Yeah, that's what I'm so, gonna do. I like that. Even though the Buffalo Trace uh, bourbon cream isn't a whiskey, it is apparently oh. Buffalo Trace mixed with cream. So we're gonna count it. So okay, so I, I like guess I'll, backing up, I just want okay. a little bit of Buffalo Trace, Buffalo Trace mixed with cream. I'll mix yeah. it with my cream with first. Cream. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, that was great. Uh, next week, I think we're gonna we're not gonna put it out yet. We're not gonna say what we're putting against each other, but we will put out a uh, two pick Tuesday this week. Uh, so keep an eye out on Instagram. So are you back? Um, are you back, or is it just like a one week kind of a thing? I want to say I'm back. Okay. Do you have anything lined up? I am poor at planning, but I am working on stuff. Okay, maybe plan one more. Just in I'm case. working on it. I'm working on okay. it. Okay. Did you hit up Bruzel? I did. You did? Yes. And he's you're that's not one a coward. That we might he might be able to work something for next week. So nice. 
and then I'm so proud of you, Robbie. I've got something else on the back burner for next week as well. I am so proud of you, Robbie. I thought you would be a coward and would be like, no, he's too busy or something like that. Not that you're a general in general, a coward. No, Uh, but I was like, he's going to back out of this. I would never be a coward about stuff like that. I get so, I don't like to plan. I hate planning. Yeah. I'm off. Mm -hmm. It stresses me out. Gives me so much anxiety. Like yeah. that's one I, and that's one reason like I love teaching in my special education classroom because I have totally. so many kids that just need kind of the same structure. I'm like I can Upfront, do the yeah. same structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soon as it's something outside of my typical wheelhouse, like yeah, yeah. I but yes, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so maybe just plan one more just in case we need to adjust a little further. But we'll put it out this week and hopefully I will say this: if any mm-hmm. listener out there wants a little insight into the, not the brusal. But mm-hmm. what is on the back burner, yeah. message me. Message me yeah. on my Instagram and I'll talk to you nice. about it. Because it's kind of one of those things. On our dead low. Yeah. Yeah. Message no, that me. That sounds great. Yeah. I love it. Thank you, Robbie. Well, well thank Robbie, you, Robbie. I hope, genuinely, I hope that you become better from this hard time you're going through right now. I appreciate that, Cole. And I hope you know just talking today man helped me out a lot i appreciate it yeah i hope you know that i truly needed my chill filter therapy today (laughs) i appreciate that i didn't need and i hope you know i didn't even know i needed it i almost backed out on it but most of all listeners i hope our love of whiskey lifted your spirits you're both idiots sweet